Welcome to Beyond the Minimum, where we'll be exploring the world of work. We'll be chatting about concepts, ideas, and phrases, explore practices, and delve into what good looks like. Work can be purposeful, value-led, and more meaningful to all who interact with the workplace. This podcast is brought to you by Tanya Hewitt, who lives in unceded Algonquin Anishabe territory, otherwise known as Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Hello, everyone. I went to the post office recently, and there was a bit of a lineup. There were three of us in the line. I was the third, there was somebody before me, and there was somebody at the counter who had a fairly complicated set of parcels to send out. It was taking quite a while, I'll admit. The person in front of me, though, was in front of a lot of signs that say we do not tolerate disrespect, we don't serve customers who are rude, we would like to treat each other with kindness, this kind of messaging. And I don't want to say that this customer was not respectful or rude or abusive, but he certainly demonstrated his impatience. There was no doubt that this customer was tapping his foot on the floor, leaning on the wall, sighing very loudly, and frustrated because all he wanted to do was buy a stamp where the customer in front of him was sending a number of parcels to different places and weights and rates were being calculated and it was rather complicated. The customer in front of me slammed his money on the counter and said, how much for a stamp? The person behind the counter uh, quoted him the price and said, I'm sorry, I won't be able to give you your change until I finish this transaction. He said, keep the change, give me the stamp. And he got his stamp and marched out of there very quickly and abruptly. And I just realized that there might be reason to be rushed. I don't want to discredit that. Even the customer at the counter had said, yeah, well, you know, I can understand how frustrated he might have felt if he was in a rush. However, patience is something we need to start to really embrace because our world is changing and we need to slow down and just embrace the opportunity to have a moment to ourselves, even if we're in line, and not express frustration in order to heighten tension to everyone else. Today's episode is expanding our vocabulary. Today's expanded vocabulary term is the second victim. This term was established by Dr. Albert Wu in a year 2000 publication. It is open access, so it's going to be wonderful to share this in the show notes. Overall, it is the recognition of the last line of defense, the most proximal person to an event, suffers as well. All right, to give justice to any one story, one needs to dive into the messy details and give context and environmental conditions, which I have done at conferences and talks with visual aids for the story that I'm just going to scratch the surface of here. 
So in short, I need to ask you to trust me as this episode would run for far too long if I truly set up that July 4, 2006 morning in a community hospital in Wisconsin. However, there is a video in the link that I will include in the show notes that is about five and a half minutes long that can give you at least a snippet of what this story is about. So extraordinarily briefly... A very dedicated nurse had set up an epidural medication on an IV line, which killed her pregnant patient. So the long story can be found in a number of sources that I will try to track down and put into the show notes. But the main message I wanted to convey here is that she had to be taken to the psychiatry ward soon after this happened, as she was at very high risk for suicide. Just to complete the story, she lost her license, she was charged criminally, and can't practice in that field of medicine anymore, which is, of course, why I now know about this, because this is part of a lot of the readings I have done in order to understand systems and a lot of the consequences when all we do is blame and punish. So the National Quality Forum of Safe Practice established the Care of the Caregiver Program. And as far as I know, though my information could be quite dated now, Julie works, Julie Theo, who was the nurse in this incident, works to teach healthcare about system errors and second victims. But I don't want this left as only a healthcare patient safety event. There is a broader idea here about anyone who is at the proximal end of usually a fatality. I'd just like to make it clear here that we're not talking about people who actually deliberately plan harm. We are talking about people involved in accidents. Accidents, by definition, are not planned. Because of this, We need to realize the circumstances that people were in when we see a lot of blame and vengeance leashed onto those at the front line. The idea is these were just people trapped in a larger system, not deliberately harm-causing actors. So, for example... Parents who inadvertently leave a small child in a sweltering car. Workers involved in workplace fatalities. Some drivers in fatal car accidents. In a book, Extraordinary Canadians, an interaction with a truck driver and an accident victim is reported as follows. So this is on pages 42 and 43 of Extraordinary Canadians. I dialed the number. And when the truck driver answered the phone, I told him I was one of the kids in the car. I wanted to let you know that I'm okay. I'm alive. I survived, I said. There was silence on the other end. Then he said, I'm sorry about your friend. I didn't understand. Which friend? The one who died, he said. Then I got it. No, no, no. That's me. I didn't die. I'm fine. 
The accident hadn't been his fault, but he felt tremendous guilt nevertheless. He barely knew how to share his emotions with me. All he could really say was, You don't know what this means to me. The fact that the victim reached out to the person who was seen as guilty of this offense is a whole other conversation. But the truck driver harbored this guilt. He didn't even drive after that accident. And it seems as though he was very grateful for the victim's phone call. A lot of this content is related to previous podcasts I have recorded. And I'll put the links in the show notes, but specifically, the Local Rationality Principle, released on April 7th, 2022, the Fundamental Attribution Error, released April 21st, 2022, Hindsight Bias, released August 4th, 2022, and The Second Story, released September 1st, 2022. Overall, this episode is to hopefully enlighten you that the person whom we want to blame, who most others are out for blood in the wake of an accident, the person who was the very last line of defense in a much larger system wrought with human factors that led them to make the choices they did, are suffering too, and they need care. Second victims. While they are usually the first to be blamed, They themselves are bathing in self-blame and are desperately hurting. We need to start realizing that instead of automatically defaulting to guilt, we should realize that some people need much more care than blame. I thank you for listening. I don't know if this is your first episode or if you are a regular listener, having really appreciated some of this content. I just wanted to tell you that I really do appreciate you for listening. If you would like to express your gratitude for this podcast, I would encourage you to buy me a coffee. Head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash Tanya H. That's buy, B-U-Y me, M-E-A, coffee, C-O-F-F-E-E, all one word, dot com, slash, T-A-N-Y-A-H, Tanya H. I will put this in the show notes, and I would really sincerely appreciate your support. In addition to that, you can rate and review this podcast And I really, really appreciate that you are here listening to what I am sending out to you guys. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to Beyond the Minimum with Tanya Hewitt. We hope this episode aligned with you. Maybe it was diametrically opposed to you, but at any rate, we trust it made you think. The more we can think about our workplaces and start talking about them, the more we can collectively make a real difference. If you're living in Canada, please find out the Indigenous territory in which you reside and begin using it to introduce yourself. Please reach out to Tanya through her email, tanya at beyondsafetycompliance.ca. Connect and chat with her on LinkedIn. Follow her company, Beyond Safety Compliance, 
and remember to ask yourself the question, how does your work look? Because we can always go beyond the minimum.